Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Glenn, how long has it been? It used to be the Get Real Program. That's right, Get Real Program on Terrestrial AM Radio. It's been 17 years. 17 years. 17 years. We were thrust into that right after, the Saturday after 9-11. Yes, I remember. Remember that? Turbulent times. Very turbulent. I remember being in the the studio, it was what, 8, 9 o'clock at night? Yeah. And we'd get the news feeds coming through about anthrax attacks still going on yeah. and everything after that. And there we were in this room in the dark. And there was nobody else in the radio station at yeah. that time either. Yep. I guess they didn't want to be in there with us while we were in there. <laughs> Probably with you. <laughs> so a lot's been going on. A lot has definitely changed personally and and. Probably theologically, I would say we're different. Very, we were. very different. Very because at the time that we were doing that show, you were Pastor Dan, mm-hmm. and I was Pastor Glenn. Now, what are we? The, the dudes that were formerly Pastor Dan, <laughs> Pastor Dan, and, Pastor and, Dan Pastor and Pastor Glenn. Yeah, something yeah, so like that. Yeah, our faith is still intact. Faith is still intact. I, I think it's actually stronger than it was when we were doing that. Especially for me, having gone through the desert. Man, it was after the show ended that things really started to change in, in my life, big time, having survived a brain tumor. Yeah, yeah. jumping out of airplanes. Jumping out of airplanes with, with, with a brain tumor. With a brain tumor, doing that, move. doing that, having a lot of family turmoil to go through as well, and realizing, yeah, I, I just have to put the disclaimer out there, okay, to anybody that's listening to the, to the maybe the one listener that we do have to this podcast <laughs> at this point. <laughs> We are going to torment you to know um, is that I'm going to say this and this is actually refreshing to say this. I don't have it all together. But you're supposed to have every answer. But I'm supposed to. Doesn't that bother you? Yeah, it does now. It okay. does now. There was a time, I guess, in my walk because now the kind of desert, the turmoil, I'm kind of there without the brain tumor and I don't jump out of airplanes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more like that now for me is that. I don't have all the answers and I look at it and I'm almost comforted. I'm almost drawn to other people that don't have all the answers, but they're open. I'm the absolute same way. As a matter of fact, the other night I was just driving home, listening to the radio and I tuned into a Bible program to hear, just to hear, to listen what was going on. Harold Camping? No, not Harold <laughs> Camping. No, no, no. Is he still alive or are I they just know. playing the recordings of that guy? No, he's like Methuselah's or is he like, brother. He's, he's probably a hologram. Yeah. He's like, like AI. You know, <laughs> he, he hooked up to these tanks and now it's like, shall we take so our next na- call, na- please? Now we have the AI Ronnie James Dio <laughs> and the AI Harold. Imagine putting that in the same room <laughs> we're gonna go there we, we are going to go there with this but i was listening to it and it was part of it was going in one ear and out the other because it's just all a bunch of cliche stuff oh, yeah, yeah i mean stuff that you hear over and over it's like oh here we go again and the other thing is the dude had all the answers yeah it's like why don't you just be quiet and sometimes say you don't know yeah it's okay to say that. And it's so refreshing, actually. It is. When somebody says that, because when you look, you know, the scripture talks about you look at the things around us, you, you look at the creation, you can interpret the divinity and power and Godhead of, you know, in the things that are around you. And when you look around you, it's really scary. It is. And we were talking about that the other day from the Cambrian explosion, from trilobites. They look like scary biker tattoos. Yeah, they do. So I'm like, okay, this God that I cry out to on a weekly basis, oh, can I get a parking space at Costco? Please, Lord, help. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm crying out to the one that saw fit to have a warm, shallow sea full of 
trilobites that mm-hmm. look like scary biker tattoos yep. and then saw fit to destroy them all. Yeah. Yeah. But why did he make them in the first place? Let's ask him. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody out there knows why God decided to make trilobites. <laughs> we don't have a number. <laughs> we don't have a number. However, we do have, we do have an email address okay. that people can email to. Why don't you to. give us that email, Glenn? Yeah, it's lithoscry. That's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y at gmail.com. That's lithoscry, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y at gmail.com. So if you know... Can you give me the nerdery behind that name? Yes, I can. As a matter of fact, it's tied into a book that's coming out in September. Oh, is it? Oh, it is. <laughs> yes, no, yes. That's good. I'm excited. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll talk more about that later, but I, I want to talk about trilobites right now because <laughs> these things just absolutely fascinate me. Um, I have one that I wear often around my neck. I don't have it today, but it reminds me of the exact thing that you and I were talking about mm-hmm. and where I might go to church I mean, I don't, I'm not, don't have something against church, but I go and I hear different things and I hear different voices and I hear the, the music and it's almost like a brand. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a, a kind of a tribe yep. and much of it is not reflective of what that trilobite shows me. As a matter of fact, a lot of people, you are the only person that I know of that's talked about trilobites. Besides my biology teacher in high school. That's it. Oh, so I'm a nerd. No, no, I mean... Most people know that. (laughs) But no, I mean, the thing is, is that to talk about that starts to open up a whole can of spiritual worms that people don't want to get into because they think they know. I mean, trilobites existed, but when did they exist? Because here's the thing I was thinking about today, because when you were talking about the trilobites on the phone, and today's podcast is based off of a phone conversation that we had, is that you got people that are so adamant that the earth was created in a literal seven days, or was that seven days, a thousand years, or 7,000 years, and they will go to war and split hairs over that, when that's really not the issue at all. The issue is a whole lot bigger than that. The issue is eternity. In eternity, we can figure out whether it was seven literal days or 7,000 years or, or what was in between. And there's always this tug of war between science and, and theology, or I'll use the word religion. There's this tug of war that, well, science is right. Uh, no, religion is right. Well, it, it, come on. I mean, anytime you go to an extreme, it, it's got to be somewhere in the middle. So I'm going to tell you today, I don't know. But um, science, yeah, most scientists are right about a lot of things. I agree. Um, theology, well, there's a lot of people that are, you know, we know are probably not right about a lot of things with that. But You know, I think we have a human impulse that we want things to be tidy. Yeah. And when something's not ideologically tidy, we have to trim it. We have to stick it in a box. We have to go, no, 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 seven days and make a little cliche out of it and, and t- pat the kids on the head. Oh, that's a, it's an interesting question, little Johnny, but pat him on the head. And n- we don't get to those uncomfortable notions like what you and I were talking about that ties into certain genre of, mm-hmm. of music right. that we were going to bring up. But that is not tidy. That is very disconcerting. To sit there and think, I was thinking about, sometimes I look at the Hubble Space Telescope photos and it's, you see these things that people a hundred years ago couldn't dream of. Yeah. And it's beautiful, but then the notion starts to hit me that it's poison. There's nothing out there that is compatible. All that beauty, it's either the immensity of it all 
is so many light years that we'd be dust to mm-hmm. even get across one little small part of it. Or it's just all of it is of unbelievable temperature extremes, unbelievable, you know, there's lack of oxygen. It's, there's nothing in there that's friendly to you or I. No, 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 it kills. But yet we're surrounded by all of it. And it's like we're in this little bitty place underneath this firmament. And it screams that the impossibility that chance put it all together. But at the same time, we want to put the concept of God in our pocket all wrapped up like a little Hershey's kiss. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And he's all tidy like that. And that's nonsense. And I think I think you and I have kind of come to that similar conclusion of an kind of an undoneness and that makes people nervous. Well, I mean, I have to admit myself, I have been guilty of trying to put God in a box. Oh, you and I were horrible. We were terrible. Yeah, we were. Maybe we not. Were, no, we, yeah, we were horrible. We, 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 <laughs> we, we, we were. No, we really were. Um, I think that's what, what's brought us to this point of where we're at right now, really, and uh, where we are, is that everybody thinks that's church, that everything has to be all together, that it's got to be perfect, that it's got to be pretty. Right. <clears throat> the more I look in Scripture, it's not pretty. Yeah. It, it's not pretty at all. My favorite analogy is the one that you always gave. Okay, this is something that was right on back 18 years ago. Uh-oh. was of the kids' pictures of Noah's Ark. Oh, yeah. You know, where you got Noah and the giraffes waving at everybody. I would have pencil in the bloated dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like they're on the Pacific Princess with Captain Steubing, <laughs> you know. It's like, uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't that way at all. I mean, all of humanity was wiped out except for... No, his family and the, and the animals that were on the ark. It was not a pretty thing. It was the scary. Most colossal recorded act of judgment to ever smite mankind is turning to yeah, it's a turn- nursery rhyme. <laughs> a nursery rhyme. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, well, and you know, one one warning. We're not talking about some classical liberalism. That, oh, we've seen the light that there is no truth. That's the opposite. We're not saying no, that not there saying is absolute truth. And we're not saying that we don't believe in the inerrancy of Scripture. We're not talking about just having a softening everything and saying like, oh, everything is okay or it's whatever you feel. We're not no, saying not that. at all. But it's the point of getting to a scary conclusion theologically to be able to express openly, even as you minister, that I don't know. Yeah. It's bigger and scarier, and the Word is um, can really unfold when you get to that point. Big but time. It, it kind of... It can create a real humility, and I, th- I think that's what's really needing it to meet the human condition. People have to know um, that it'll basically make you center in on that unconditional love, on grace. Because without it, all the petty offenses we talk about, or we we criticize somebody's theology, or we criticize this, or look at their lifestyle, and look at this, we need grace, or we're mm-hmm. all dead. You all know? of us. And it's like I don't know. It's it's good stuff. <clears throat> you know, it's interesting. I like that question. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like that because that's what Ozzy Osbourne said. Yep, his song "I Don't Know," and that is more honest than what you hear a lot of people who look like they have it all together say. Right? Oh, I got it all together. Oh, and and then they start talking about something that makes absolutely no sense at all. Right? It has nothing to do with with scripture in, in the least bit. Just say I don't know. And there are going to be some things, I, I can guarantee you, we're, we're just not going to know. But I think they, they're compelled to know. 
they want to be able to fill in that box or they're going to freak out. Yeah. What I'm amazed at, because there's a whole prosperity movement, and you do this, and you sow this, and you do, you know, some of it may be legit. I don't know. That didn't work for, it didn't work it didn't for me. didn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or whatever. But a lot of it you hear, and then you'll see these people, I'm amazed, and they're just like, man, God's going to bless my socks off. And they really believe it. And I sit there and go, I hope he doesn't spray me <laughs> with any more chastisement or any more. And sometimes maybe it's a mood, but I believe in the grace of God, and I believe yeah. he loves us like dear children. I get that. Mm-hmm. But it's just I don't automatically have this almost sociopathic bent of believing that God's my little dumb waiter in the sky, and I ring the bell, and he gives me that stuff you know, whenever I need it on cue. And that just... There's so much of that right now, and it, I just I don't think yeah. it reflects the God of Scripture or the God of creation. No, it doesn't. So, what have you been listening to lately? Oh, okay. What have you been listening? I'm, I'm get talking. Real, Glenn. Yeah, yeah. Let's get real. What music have you been listening to lately? A lot of heavy metal. Thank you for asking. What have you been listening to, Glenn? <laughs> Tons of heavy metal. Okay. Oh my goodness, two guys talking about scripture and heavy metal at the yeah, same time. And the church ladies just fainted. screaming. Unacceptable. <laughs> Unacceptable. You know, and I didn't think about it. First of all, I do think that there's certain personalities and brains that like heavy metal more. Yeah, I would agree. I think there's a mathematical and a symphonic kind of component to it. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I like math all that much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not good at it. Well, we figured that out when we were doing the audio test, and you could only count up to three. After <laughs> yeah. that, it just went back yeah, to when, one. When seven, eight, nine, it was really disgusting. Right? <laughs> that, yeah, that is the big mathematical <laughs> mystery, is why did seven, eight, nine? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the whole thing that, like we were talking about, that uh, phone call that we had the other day, and I was thinking, because I've been going through some stuff, a lot of stuff, and... When I sat there and thought about the fact, there's a person that I know that just hates heavy metal. And I get it. Not everybody likes it. But not everybody likes Kenny G either. You know, I can't do Kenny G. Uh, no, no offense, uh-uh. but it's just like, I can't do it. How about it. Jack Johnson? No, can't do it. Like, yeah. probably oh, three seconds. Yeah. We got my wife, Deb, in here. She's a big Jack Johnson okay. fan. She's I over here. Yeah. Sorry, Deb. Yeah. <laughs> I almost but got clocked in the And it's not anything. Go. It's a difference in personality. It's a difference in this. And granted, I don't listen to metal all the time. But I understand there's a certain intensity of a personality that likes it. And where we were talking about theologically, there's a lot of things that are very unpleasant. Then there's other things that we want to concentrate on. You want to listen to Jiffy, Jimmy Buffett. You want to just chill out. You want Nora Jones. You know what? That's another one. I just can't. It's too, too sugary sweet or mellow. Cliche. Cliche. It, it I was trying the, to be nice, it, but it, hey. Well, no, it's, it's, it, fits, it fits the formula. It fits the formula okay. for what people... There's a certain formula that people feel comfortable with. And, and there are... It's hard for me to rid my mind of the bigger questions. It's hard for me to scan the horizon. Oh, there's the moon without going to a thousand more questions about why it's there and how it got there and everything that goes on. Why does it stay there? And what is it staring at me? I don't know why. Like a big old face. I'm looking out the window right now. Like it is, might have cheese. Um, so, (laughs) but you know what I'm saying? It's like, there's a certain intensity of a personality at different times that wants to look at, the questions that can plague the soul. And those can be so cumbersome on the average person, they would rather just check out, no, just Kenny Genie, please. Yeah, or they might go to Margaritaville. Exactly. And I get that. 
But I've noticed with metal musicians, it seems like they end up, I mean, they do the sex, the drugs, the rock and roll, the whole thing. They, they dive in with everything. But Not all of those, them. Not all of them. Not all of them. But a lot of them, they dive in with such an intensity that they bypass all of that. And they have these um, lingering curiosities that just won't wait. Mm-hmm. And they, they sit there and they'll dwell on death. They'll dwell on um, exploitation or politics or good or evil. And it's like it's and like, the conflict between good and evil. Yeah. And it's so they're right in there, right beside the kingdom of God, singing about all these concepts. Devin Townsend singing about grace. Yeah, you know, or just these different things that they they move me when I see people that don't even claim the name of Christ, yeah. um, that have probably never been converted or maybe have never even heard the gospel, are being moved in such a way that it's it's amazing to me just to see what's going on in the metal community. Well, you know, you know, it's interesting that you say you brought up Devin Townsend because you were the one that introduced me to Devin Townsend. It was actually in this room it that was. we're sitting in right now, and you're like, Glenn, you've got to listen to this and see this. I was like, oh no, here we go again. This is another one, of, you know, a, a Dan thing. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just giving you, I'm just giving you a hard time, okay. You showed me that video. We were sitting at that desk over there. You left. I even remember where we ate that night. But I watched it up here, and I went downstairs to watch it on on the big TV that we got down there on on YouTube. And I sat there and watched it four or five times. Which one, Grace? Grace. And I could think of at least three or four things I needed to repent of right then and there. Hmm. And that's when I hadn't opened up my Bible in 10 years, 12 years, maybe more. Hadn't even prayed 10, 12 years. And I saw that as like, whoa. Hmm. Now, the whole time that I was in the desert, I was listening to metal. Um, And it wasn't because I was like, you know, the heck with this or, you know... F this or F right, that. Right. It was, it was, that wasn't, that wasn't, it was, there was something there that sustained me. Okay. It was, it was a sustenance and it, it still is. But that brought me to that moment of, oh, wow, it's time to get real. It, I'm not being cliche with it, but I was like, okay, I've been off my wagon, you know, because when you got a guy like that, the intensity and the passion mm-hmm. behind that coming out and you and I we've been places right we've been places where the presence of the Lord has been in in congregations where you can barely you can just feel it's thick Mm -hmm. okay but it's a liberating thick and that's what I was seeing and sensing through that when I was watching that I was like oh my goodness it was taking me right back right to those places that we had been together and God moving through someone like that regardless of where that person's actually at with him necessarily was Miraculous that it could yeah, sit there exactly. and minister. Because it was, uh, when I saw that, that's I freaked out when a friend of mine, Robert, great guitar player, and uh, he was like, Oh, do you like Devin Townsend? And I started watching it and I was like, This is whack, man. This guy's really good. And then I started sensing that, Whoa, this, he's very honest. Mm-hmm. He barely, I think he pays himself maybe 50000 60000 a year. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't make much. Yeah. Somebody that packs out the Royal Albert Hall, you'd think they'd be even <clears throat> large, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that to say that he's earning heaven or doing nothing of the kind. But the guy's focus is not sex, drugs, rock and roll, money. He did that. 
Yeah, he did. And then he kind of zinned out in whatever humanistic philosophy or I don't know. I don't know where he's at. I don't either. But to see God bypass that and us to be in a dry spot, but know the presence of the Lord and then move on somebody like that. Yeah. That's amazing. And the thing is, is that the gifts are without repentance. Hmm. I think most people hear that and they think Christians, you know, with their gifts. But that's, oh, a, no. that's a larger It's a larger understanding. It's, it's a larger. Everybody... Everybody, and here's the thing, and this is where something that I had to come down off of when I came out of pastor world where we were at, right. okay, is that God makes everybody unique. And he can use somebody who has accepted the gift of salvation, or he can use somebody that hasn't accepted the gift of salvation. What it comes Because those gifts are in there. Um, your, gift, your gift to talk on the, you know, podcast, radio, everything like that, that would be there whether or not you're saved. It's just a matter of what direction that it goes. Hmm. And I think right now, because we are where we are socially, I, I think because of where we are in the world, is that God is starting to move because, as you said, there's an honesty with Devin Townsend. You, you can't deny that. There's a genuineness. That's what's lacking. And that, that, that's what was lacking in us. Right. 17 years ago, who knew it all? Who's like, oh, well, you know, you're not this, so, you know, you, know, you need to sit over there while we sit over here. We were in a weird We were place. in a weird place, yeah. but, you know, here's the thing, is that a lot of people who are just recently born again and saved and, you know, because of all the confusion that's out there, that's a very immature view of things. The separation of, you know, well, I can't talk to you because of this, or I can't talk to you because of that, or God's not going to use you because of this or because of that. That, that, that's just very immature. That's it's not it's not scriptural. Um, I mean, you go into the scripture. <laughs> Balaam, God spoke through a donkey. He can use anything he wants to. I mean, we can look out the window. I mean, looking at the moon. Oh wow, how'd that get there? And that can move you. And, and, and it can move you. Yeah, it moves the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, and makes baby babies come faster when it's full. Well, you know what I thought of. Um, I had been doing some stuff at our church. I'd been getting involved a little bit in, in worship. And honestly, I enjoyed the people, loved being there with the people, loved being in the presence of the Lord. The only thing that bothered me every once in a while, and I love everybody who does it. It's not a critique. It's nothing personal. It's so hard to talk anymore. Everybody's got feelings in the game. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when they would say, oh, we want to sing this song or sing this song, Every one of them was from one of these big major franchise ministries that creates all the praise and worship. So I'd go and I'd start looking over these certain groups. And these people, it was really weird because you'd go and watch their videos and everything is so smooth and so perfect choreography. It was like hipsters on speed. I mean, it was really bad, man. (laughs) And it was like everything was just perfect and the way it was filmed was perfect and the girl looks perfect. I was like, get a fat guy up in there. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. it was horrible. Yeah. I was like, what are they representing? And then you hear Devin Townsend, who's whack, man. He's mm-hmm. off the chain. Totally. But then when something real comes out of him that truly moves people, mm-hmm. and because there's a difference in posing, Yeah. you know, being a, the last thing the kingdom of God needs is another praise starlet, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. Being, yeah. Not, no, I'm you're being honest. I'm not yeah. be mean about right. it. Right. But it was nauseating. And I went to one of these and I listened to her and she was talking in front of like 10,000 people. And it was so disgustingly egocentric. I mean, it was, it was maddening. 
And I'm like, how can it be that I can receive more from watching a lunatic like Devin than I could from one of these major label, major name praise people? I can't stand it. Yeah. Every once in a while, I hear a really anointed song. It's not like I don't listen to them, but just the, the whole praise stars and I just... Something about it's really off. Well, and here, here, here's the thing is that go back, and, and I encourage anybody that's listening to us to do this. Go take a look at one of those major praise things on YouTube and the people sitting there and the reactions. And then go watch the reactions in a Devin Townsend concert hmm. of the people that are there. Hmm. As a matter of fact, what I did, <clears throat> you showed me the video and I posted it on the website that we've built. Um, do a little shameless uh Self-promotion <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, because you're making mega bucks. Yeah, total, total mega bucks in this little room. It's all about with, the yeah. money. I like this card table we're using. Yeah, it's pretty it's, cool. It's, uh, I, I like it. But um, <laughs> it's uh, Lithos Cry, L-I-T-H, uh, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y dot WordPress dot com. And I put that video on there of the goth girl's reaction to Devin Townsend. Hmm. That I know moved, the one. That moved yeah. me. Just move to tears. Move to tears. Because you know why it is. It's not just you could say or critics would say, oh, it's just an emotional experience. She's no. just finding the you could go and, and have a concert and just a bunch of people with lighters and, and singing kumbaya and it's a bunch of feelings. Yes, but the questions, the the tenets of grace, the concept of of forgiveness or of of benevolence or of not being alone or all these human psychological questions. And to have the presence of God. Why would a heavy metal guy sing about grace? In why? almost a theological definition. Yeah. yeah, why? And here's the thing, too, is that you look at the heavy metal community itself. They don't make fun of him. Yeah, well, he's, he's probably... <laughs> I mean, he's off the... I mean, he is the in, equivalent... On the talent spectrum, yeah, he's... He, the equivalent of a modern-day Mozart. Yeah. Or... or Handel, I would say. Yeah. Tchaikovsky or, or something like that. I mean, there's... I really I like the one with the girl watching him too. It's like, uh, is he single? I am marrying this guy. <laughs> Boy, you know th- this is this is awesome. Um, you know his his, his talent level. But is th- when there's honesty, doesn't matter who it is. God's spirit will set in. You and I have been to concerts. Yeah, we've been there. Okay, right. and I'm talking metal concerts where all of a sudden you just feel the air clear. There's honesty, oh, yeah. and the people on the stage are in a whole different level of freedom. Well, I think the very nature of God himself could be accurately referred to as passionate. Yes. And metal has got such a depth of passion. It'd be like if I really enjoyed a hamburger, you know, and I go into Wendy's and I'm like, no, 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 you know, like that. Yeah. People would find that disconcerting, I'm sure. <laughs> the way you eat, I know they would find it disconcerting. <laughs> they would. But they would. But you sit there and you think about that and we can laugh, but normally if someone has a fear of death or someone has a frightful experience or someone is passionate and they get to the point, metal is that narrow frame of human emotion where it's all out and part of the probably tedium of the modern world where we get bored of things because we see so much we experience so much we get what do you call it overloaded or um desensitized Desensitized, somewhat Mm -hmm. that it has to go a little further like if you took Mozart or one of those guys and you brought him in and let him listen to Devin Townsend they'd probably be fascinated also a little freaked out because it would be so much 
further. It needs to. We're desensitized. Right. But at the same time, it's that narrow part of human emotion where those real heart cries reside. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the church is kind of in the Kenny's G zone. Yeah. They're in the escapism zone. They're in the feel-good zone instead of, I'm aching and dying to know, are we alone in this universe? Right. How did protein synthesis put itself together? Why is the moon exactly that distance from us? Are why we all why were there trilobites? When yeah. did they exist? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and those things. But metal, when I hear, especially Nevermore, mm-hmm. I was sitting there kind of grieving over the death of their saying he's been dead, what, a couple years About now? a year now. Yeah, year. but I, I was listening to him while I was working the other day. To the group and the questions of his heart over and over and over and over again being asking these deep questions and then if the christian community is just all a, well hey god's gonna bless you and just sort of this what no wonder they think we're idiots yeah I mean, no you're really, right you're absolutely right yeah. and, and i don't want them to think and i think so quickly if the church hears this or hears loud music or hears somebody screaming or hears some some sort of primal rage coming out of something like ew and they go the very godliness means that it's not passionate mm-hmm. if it's not passionate that's what we can do we're going to listen to safe music we're going to be safe we're going to listen to oh it's going to be exactly this long we're going to do, you know what I'm saying? Oh, exactly. And the volume like, this high. There's a formula. I think that's the opposite of one of the major tenets of God's personality himself. I mean, who would make a pool of trilobites <laughs> and be like, look at my collection of trilobites. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, okay. then, I'm done with them. I'm done with them next. You know, yeah, bring Ooh, on. a meteor. <laughs> you know, dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you're done. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's an aspect of the fall of creation. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> say that, that was directly God's thing you know maybe he right. said okay with maybe uh loose for falling like lightning knocked out the dinosaurs maybe he's the k2 i don't, I don't know. know hey, hey high spiritual high five on that one right. I, I don't know we were talking about nevermore the other day mm-hmm. so of course all morning while i'm doing the mundane task of you know sending emails and everything like that i'm listening to nevermore and the one thing that hit me was the purity there's just a the pure honest heart cry and yes, it's at levels that some people be like, oh, that's, that's a little too much for me, or oh, I, I don't like the presentation of that, but it's honest. Right. And I started to think, I was like, is it possible for there to be purity in darkness? I started pondering this. Purity in darkness. How does that, how does that work? How, how does that all come together? And... And, and by darkness, you mean evil or... There's a difference between the two. Give me it. There's a difference between evil and darkness. Now, I could be wrong, all right? But this is just what I've been studying and really what the Lord's been stirring in me. Evil is when you purposely do things that are sinful. With knowledge. With knowledge. Or you desire to enjoin yourself and become one with that that is purposely with knowledge doing things that are against the Lord against his word, against his very nature, defiling his holiness. That is evil, purposely doing that. Darkness really simply is the absence of light. That's all it is. So this afternoon, it's funny, I had the stereo up here blasting, and I was listening to Nightwish. It was about the fourth album I'd been through through the day, and I opened up the word. Oh, man. Yeah, people are probably like, oh, my goodness, he studies scripture and listens to heavy metal at the same time. Yes, it can be. We're not alone. We're not alone. No, there are others out there, and that's why we're doing this podcast. And I opened up to the book of Genesis. 
don't know why I chose just to open up to the first page of the Bible. And Genesis chapter 1, and I, I wrote some notes down here. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, everybody kind of skips through this, and I'm guilty of this too. I skip through because like, yeah, I know, you know, day one, God created the heaven and the earth. Okay, let's get to the stuff about, you know, sanctification. Let's get to the stuff about, you know, the vicarious substitution. I'm throwing out big seminary terms. But in chapter, in, in verse two, get this. This is the first time the light bulb went on. It says, and the earth was without form and void. All right, well, that's King James. So I was like, let's go to the Hebrew. What does that really mean? Hebrew, the words for that are tohu and vabohu. That's what that means. Here's what tohu means in Hebrew. Desolation, waste, vanity, and wilderness. Vabohu, superficial, indistinguishable ruin. Hmm. So the earth was out, it was without form, it was void. And guess what was happening over this desolate, dark area? The Spirit of God was hovering Hmm. in the darkness. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, I was like, oh my goodness. So the truth is, is that the Spirit of God, purity, can be found in darkness. It can be found there. They didn't teach me that in seminary. I just saw that today. That's that's really impacting. When you think about it, it's a microcosm of the Lord, what he wants to do with all of us right now. When you look at those grand questions, you look at the universe around us, you look at uh, the pain of the human condition, all these different questions, it'll kind of sober you up to not be stuck into petty cliche judgment. See how you fit the Christian brand to walk and talk, you see people as real people, as this, this is somebody that God cares about. So God's hovering above those people. He's hovering above all of us, you mm-hmm. know, like that wanting to see something happen. So that's that's really powerful. That's what, what he's, well, yeah, that's what he's wanting to do, is he's wanting to do something with everybody. Amen. Yeah. Well, I have certainly enjoyed getting together. I know we've got things to talk about the upcoming book, a lot of different. We got a lot of stuff, on. and we got an interview coming up too. That's um, exciting. With a guy, uh, Curtis Crane from Kill Devil Theory. Um, been in touch with him through email. Loves the Lord. Has a great story about how he's using metal to minister. Hmm. And uh, I'm going to see if he'll let us play one of their tracks on our on our upcoming shows. Fantastic. So we got that coming up. Looking forward to too. Well, it's been way too long, Glenn. It's it has been. been back in the saddle, and I hope this comes out decently. I'm trying to record you used to do the engineering part of this i was beefy fingers remember <laughs> all, oh, all, all of a sudden pipe. rush limbaugh comes piping in through over here so. all right man. Well, it's been awesome yeah so if any of you that are listening thank you for joining us and if you've endured how long this was but hopefully we made some points that would uh, be able to be absorbed and be useful to you in your walk and in your life whether or not you believe in God or you're not even sure, if you've listened to something or a group and you feel like God was speaking to you through heavy metal or through a different type of music or through something, um, God moves with His Holy Spirit through a lot of different ways, and we don't understand it all. We don't know. So we'd love to hear from you. What are those emails Yeah, again? I'll give you the email address again. It's lithoscry, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y, all one word, at gmail.com. 
Uh, you can find us at, on Facebook. Okay, you can message us that way too. It's real easy. It's Lithoscry, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y, and the icon is a raven on top of a cross. There we go. There you go. We're real easy to find. Well, thanks for joining the Get Real Podcast. This is episode number one. One in the can. Okay. All right, man. <laughs> Hyperspace TV. Oh!